I'm Jory. I'm playing Shayna, the pilot, and it's good to be here. I think I sounded angry. That's okay. <laughs> nice. Let's do that. Yeah. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Claire, the mechanic, and it's good to be here. Hey, I'm Jordan. <laughs> I play Leo, the scoundrel, and it's good to be here. I'm Jillian. I play November the Stitch, and it's good to be here. And I'm Jesse. I'm the GM. Welcome to Many Realms or whatever. desert planet of Shemaya is covered in swirling, colorful sand, streaking blue and orange and white across its surface. In a rocky crevasse, caught between flowing dunes of colored sand, a hovercraft races forward, turning up clouds of dust in its wake. In the front sits Captain Shayna Silver, bundled up against the desert winds like she's dune cosplaying. We could do a lot of dune jokes here. Yeah, this is the dune one. She grips the handlebars tightly as she veers between jagged, rocky outcroppings. In the rear of the vehicle, Leo Vance, squinting under a heavy balaclava and tight goggles, hoists a blaster cannon over one shoulder and tries to gain sights on the two smaller vehicles in rapid pursuit. The sun blazes overhead. You're both covered in sweat and choking on dust as you try to navigate this deadly obstacle course. Leo, there are two vehicles behind you. The figures giving chase are equally obscured under loose layers of fabric, but you can see the butts of blasters poking out over their shoulders. The person on the back of the closest vehicle takes aim and a spray of laser fire causes plumes of sand to erupt less than a foot behind your hovercraft. What do you do? You said butts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're in hot pursuit and we've done some shit. Okay. Uh, oh, I defer to the captain, obviously. Why do I have to make decisions? <laughs> you defer to your captain. So these guys are on our trail. Or like they're, they're, they've been chasing us for a little while. Captain, these guys are on our trail. They've been chasing us for a little while. What do you advise that I do? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about these people. So let's not shoot to kill yet. But can you shoot like at the sand and like post? push up dust so that we can um, lose them that way. I'll do you one better. Uh, I, I believe that there's like a detonator, yes? Yeah. Yes. Instead of a little blaster, let's get a big old wave of sand from, a, I'll just throw out the back a detonator and then like not to hurt them, I suppose, according to the captain, just to uh, make a big, big wave of sand, distract them. Mm-hmm. Okay, roll scrap to activate the detonator. Big fat five, okay? Nice. Leo, you toss out this detonator into the dune on the right-hand side of this little crevasse, and this stunning tuft of sandy cloud spews forward in shades of blue and green and orange and white, glittering beautifully in the afternoon sunlight. The cart closest to you leads into a huge spin as they try to avoid the worst of it, and they start slowing down and spinning out as they lose control over their hovercraft. 
the one behind is still far enough that they avoid the sand and start closing the gap, and I think the consequence here of this five is that a gust of wind blows the cloud of glittering colored sand over your hovercraft as well. Shayna, your vision is immediately cut off as you're ducking and weaving between these columns of rough rock, and you need to make a helm roll. Helm roll? Shayna, you grip on tight to the handlebars, lean forward, and try to pick out shadowy landmarks as this cloud overtakes you. You lay on the throttle to gain visibility, and you see that this crevasse is about to open into a yawning gorge below you. You wrench hard left, and the hovercraft banks heavily. You can feel the vibration through the handlebars and into your skull as you attempt to keep your grip tight. The whole machine snarls to a stop, barely two feet from the edge of the chasm, where suddenly... The hovercraft loses power and drops half a foot into the sandy surface of Shemaya. At this point, Squiz yells cut and crew and PAs emerge from their tents around the gorge and flock over to you. Squiz, the director, is something of a space dandy. He's known for wearing little lacy cravats and large floppy hats to hide his pale, pale skin from the desert heat. He lightly pads over the sand, and Shayna, you can see he's upset. He starts saying, this isn't what we did in rehearsal but he's cut off from a cry of alarm coming from the spent-out hovercraft, the one that was chasing Leo and Shayna. A PA says, Guys, uh, he's hurt over here. He's actually hurt. We need medic. Medic to set. November 7, from a tent, you emerge carrying your med kit and make your way over to the injured cast member on the set of Block. Nice. A gritty reimagining of the adventures of Captain Block Grubat and Voyager oh. Among the Stars. Oh, <laughs> Good thing you didn't kill. <laughs> Um, great. Well, obviously, I go fix it. (laughs) You jog over to where the two cast members are leaning against the parked hovercraft. One of them just looks dehydrated. You give him a drink. But the other one banged his head pretty hard when they spun out. You're worried about a concussion. You start treating him, but you notice that there's a jet of vapor curling from the underside of the hood of this hovercraft. It looks like there's something going wrong with the engine. Oh, where is that we lost anyway? Clara is, I, my instinct is always to say taking a nap somewhere, but that's just me. Under the craft table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clara is under the craft table, not taking a nap. She's tinkering, but that's where she's tinkering is under the craft table. I guess I would notice this. So yeah, I'll come over. Can I investigate? Can I see what, what happened? Yeah, tell me what you're doing. Clara um, putzes onto the scene takes a look and starts uh, actually like disassembling it maybe a little bit and like peering her head and not saying anything gets to work. I'll call this a rig roll. That's a five. On a five, Clara, you pop the hood of the hovercraft open and start sorting through the guts, trying to figure out what went wrong. It's immediately quite clear that the steering line was weakened so it would snap after any demanding maneuvers, which is why they weren't able to dodge through the sand cloud and spun out as bad as they did. Someone has tampered with this machine. Well, that's probably not worth looking into. Let's just move on. Okay, so Clara um, uninstalls the carburetor mm-hmm. and uh, looks through the gas line, which looks okay. So she determines it could only be an issue with the steering. I bet if you said that with authority that people would not question it. Well, we can just make me say it with authority. Yeah, in we post. can just auto tune it to the authority <laughs> note. <laughs> and uh, Clara doesn't want to alarm anybody because obviously it's my, most likely somebody on set. Clara just makes something up like, um, yeah, that's weird. It looks okay. And then pulls November aside and says, mm, 
it's not okay and that was on purpose you're telling me tamper shenanigans are happening on a film set oh what's the what's the space equivalent of hollywood it's still hollywood yeah holly weird that's holly weird baby (laughs) yeah clara shrugs her shoulders at you like what do you want me to do (laughs) I will say on this five, I think that your efforts to keep this under wraps are not entirely successful. Clara, stalking across this crevasse towards you is a tall woman who looks out of place, uh, but still very chic, in all black clothing in the middle of this bright, colorful desert. She has a shock of pink hair that swoops under her jaw. This is the producer, Nebula Nebby Vandermeer, formerly Block Group Bat's agent, and she stares down at you coldly. She says... Would you care to explain to me why we had a malfunction during this take? Uh, don't like the the accusatory tone, but I'll let it go. Well, I didn't expect that somebody would be on your set actively fucking around. What are you talking about? Well, I could show you, but I don't know how much you know about mechanics, and you're just gonna... Explain it in layman's terms and indulge me. Somebody cut something important inside of this. It wasn't me. It wasn't a mechanic. It was just somebody trying to fuck shit up. She chews her lip and she says, I'm sure that you are aware that the studio asked me to hire additional covert protection on set for a reason. It looks like their fears were not unfounded. This is a high-stakes production. This reboot of Block Grubat is poised to be one of the most anticipated holodramas of the year. I have been anticipating this for a long time. Many, many, all, all have been anticipating. And I need all of you to be on your absolute most alert and perhaps not reclining underneath the craft services table, for instance. I was fixing stuff for you, but okay. Let's just make sure everybody stays safe. Safety is our number one priority, says Nebby, turning and addressing the cast and crew gathered around. She says, We'll have the mechanics double-check everything here. Let's call it an early lunch and just bring it back at one o'clock. Thank you, everybody. I'll be in my trailer if anyone needs me. Do not need me. She turns and she stalks off. Meanwhile, Shayna, Squiz, the director, is wilting in front of you at an alarming rate in the desert heat. He's curled up on the hood of your hovercraft, and he says, Basically, I had a vision for how I wanted this to go, and we sort of worked on that vision in rehearsal. I worked with you, I worked with the other actors, you know. Our next take was going to have block in some of the shots, so the timing of the sand spray was not exactly where I needed it to be. The driving, I thought, was pretty good, um... It's pretty good. How do you feel? I feel like the timing was more natural the way I did it. Um, I know we missed the beat that um, you said, but it just didn't feel as urgent until that moment later. Um, and I think my my uh, motivation is such that I would have waited for like the very last minute, you know, to amp up the... Uh, the, uh, the the tension. And I know that's not what we did in rehearsal, but in the moment it felt right. I, I love that. I love that. That passion you bring to uh, the role of stunt driver too. I think that that's really, really special. Uh, I will say this is an expensive shot with the sand spray. We do have the crane getting the full 360. So the timing is going to really help us land that shot. I'm sure you've heard this is one of the most anticipated holodramas of the year. The gritty reboot of Block. He's 
he's gonna he's gonna fuck and he's gonna cuss and there's going to be some really really great sand sprays in it so we just wanted all all the pieces to kind of come together does that make sense what i'm telling you well when i talked to um i talked uh, yeah yeah sure okay it's better my way but it makes sense well, I believe Nebula said it was time for lunch, so back to one. Uh, good stuff, everyone. I'll, I'll be in my trailer. And Squiz stalks off to a different trailer, staggering through the sand. And you guys can reconvene at the craft services table, the four of you, because it's lunchtime. Yeah, I g- gather my crew and I say, somebody please remind me exactly how we got here and why and what's happening. <laughs> I, would, I would love for somebody to have done that, yeah. Well, I saw the the call for drivers and, I mean, this is my favorite program. Uh, I just thought it'd be a cool opportunity for us Um I mean, thank you for indulging me because, you know, I've been watching blocks since I was just like a wee one and it's just uh, a wee one. Not that it's like a dream come true, but like a little bit. Um, but I, I am starting to worry that uh, I've maybe gotten us into uh, more trouble than uh, we bargained for, which seems to just be the running theme of uh, of this crew. Um, people are tampering with the, with the vehicles. People are tampering with the vehicles, and I'm glad they're not tampering with my vehicle. Who was who was driving the one that got tampered with? It was another stunt driver that, let's say, Leo has gotten to know. Yeah, no, I uh, I just talked to old Gary, but spacier probably. Space Gary. <laughs> yeah, I just talked to uh, Gary Nidus over there. And, no, uh, <laughs> no Nidus. <laughs> what? I just talked to uh, Garugula over there, and uh, okay, yes, we approve of Garugula. Yes, <laughs> Arugula with a G. Yeah, I was just talking to Garugula, and um, yeah, they said um, he he was just just going along, and then all of a sudden the power steering just stopped working, and when when he went to veer out of the way, it just overcranked, and he went flying way farther than, than he was supposed to. And the next thing that might happen is that one of one of the, you know, the things that you're driving, Shayna, gets tempered with. Now, I'm super, super hungover, so I do forget. <laughs> uh, what exactly is making them think that this production is going to be under fire? I mean, if it's such a beloved show, doesn't everyone want it to go well? Just universally across all demographics? November has on their holly the messages from Nebula that came when they were setting up the contract, and one of those messages includes the packet of anonymous fan letters intercepted by Block's agent in the last few weeks. Fan letter is a bit of an understatement. Whoever wrote these messages is obsessed with Block and views him as a soul trapped in a cruel and unforgiving industry with a cutthroat agent and a disinterested girlfriend. The most recent letter promises that very soon, Block will be free of this torment, no longer forced to live a lie on the hollow screen for fake fans who didn't understand his suffering. That last letter also included a lock of hair that proved to belong to Block Rubat. Nebby was worried a heavy security detail would be distracting and further slow down this already strained production, so she was receptive to November's pitch that the team keep Block safe on the sly while taking on some crew roles. What do you guys think of the director and the producer? Claire doesn't like him. Don't try to control me. 
Claire says it's always famously the producer because they always want more money. I just want to say, I mean, they, they you know, everyone here seems really passionate about the show, though. It's hard to, you know, s- suspect anyone, really. Well, actually, I think Nebula's really, like, misunderstood. Um, it's not been in, like, the blog forums like for a long time and uh <laughs> if you go to bloggrubat.com i've got some posts there that you may find elucidating right. yeah um because well she started off um as block's agent and uh you know that that can be like a really thankless job and you know she really like worked hard to like move up and like it's so actually like so cool that she's producing the show um because i think really shows that it's like a passion project and that you know she's like still really invested in like the character and the universe okay Um, okay okay let's uh (laughs) at this point a palpable hush falls over the crew that are gathered at craft services as the two leads of the show arrive to grab a bite to eat Block Grubat is starting to venture north towards 50. There are fine lines around his eyes, and his muscular physique is not what it once was, but he's making the touch of gray at the temples and in the stubble work for him and selling this kind of older, swearier, fuckier Block. Uh, None of you have really had the chance to get super close to him yet, so this might be a good time. And shortly behind him, looking immaculate in these shimmery desert silks that hang from her wrist and her elbows, is Lady Penelope Laserheart, Block's love interest slash real life girlfriend yeah yeah fangirls rejoice she's doing a lot better after she i want to say got shot and then was in cryo sleep for a few years and then fought a crab now she's pretty chill and she's very active on social media she sells a lot of health and wellness products there lularoe yeah goop not lularoe No diet culture. Yeah, it's not great what she's doing. Block has mostly recovered from the pretty intense mental break he suffered around the same time as the crab and the cryo sleep and everything. He seems a lot happier now. He's giving uh, Brendan Fraser just happy to be here kind of energy. It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's it's good to be here, everybody, says Block as he swans through the crowd of beaming PAs and extras. How's it going? Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. He helps himself to a space meatball sub and he turns to the four of you, kind of huddled over at the table and says, so uh, what happened over there? You know, I was going to have Clara not give a shit about this guy, but you said the two magical words of Brendan Fraser and now I'm like, I'm just happy you're happy. I think Claire goes on her uh, very technical tirade until somebody cuts her off. So, well, the carburetor was looked like it was okay, although a little bit on the warmer side. So I decided to uninstall that, but it was cooling down normally. So I, I figured it wasn't that. I checked through the brake line. Love, remember the, the short version that you gave Nebby? Clara rolls her eyes because nobody appreciates the hard work she does. <sighs> somebody cut the thingy. Oh, damn. (laughs) Lady Laserheart has clearly overheard and approaches with wide eyes. She says, isn't that a safety issue? Shouldn't we suspend production? What is going on around here? Uh, Nebula has been made aware of of the issue um, and has stated that, you know, safety, number one priority. So I'm sure everything uh, will will, will get sorted and, you know, everything will go off without a hitch. This had better go off without a hitch. I only agreed to do six episodes this season because Nebula begged me, and she said she had a juicy part for me, and now I'm stuck on this sand ball. There's sand everywhere. There's sand between my eyelashes right now. 
All I want is to just wrap this up and every day it seems like something happens that slows production all the way back down. <sighs> it's not your fault, sorry. I didn't mean to, uh, I'm just a little heated today. Please stay hydrated. Yes, I will stay hydrated. I love staying hydrated, especially when I get to use a couple of my supplements. And they... that's enough, thank you. <laughs> well, if anyone is interested, you're always welcome to come by my trailer. I've got lots of really good stuff there. As a doctor, I can't endorse that. Okay. Uh, lovely to meet all of you. She grabs her salad and she heads back to her trailer. Squiz and Nebby uh, arrive at the craft services table, having argued a little bit, it seems, in one of the trailers. Nebby is clutching uh, Squiz's arm like she wants to pull him back to keep talking to him. But he's shaking her off and stepping forward and saying, OK, everybody, change of plans. I think we are going to pause on the sand chase for now until we work out some of the the budget and the choreo there. We are going to jump ahead in the schedule to the confrontation scene in the Oasis Ruins. That's on page 16. I'll give everyone some time to look over that, but we're going to be in places in 20 minutes. Confrontation, page 16. The confrontation scene on page 16 actually includes Block this time. It's a scene where he tracked down some desert bandits to their hideout, which are in some ruins of a temple at an oasis. Leo is going to be on call as one of the goons in the firefight. Clara is operating the temple collapse sequence, which features a series of pulleys and gears that allow the walls to crumble in very precise ways as Block darts around the rubble. Uh, November, of course, you're on standby as the medic. And Shayna, you actually aren't on call for this scene, so you're free to wander around the set and be nosy and get into trouble. What do you guys want to do? Before the scene starts, can I uh, double check the pulley rig system? Shayna, do you know what you want to do? I'm thinking about, like, going to makeup or something and starting to chat with people to, like, see who seems sus. Oh, I remind Shayna before she wanders off. It's always the producer. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You guys will make your way over to the Oasis Temple set. And Clara, you should make a study roll here to take a look at this contraption. That one's a four. That one's a four. Spider eyes, baby. Clara, on the scaffolding above the temple set, there are piles of multicolored shimmering sandstone set to drop on specific parts of the set when certain ropes are released. Ah. It seems now like there's more shenanigans afoot, though this time it's harder to tell if it was done deliberately. The piles are arranged all wrong, with bigger pieces placed way too close to the path Block is set to take through the set. It's not unfixable, but it will be very time consuming, maybe 45 minutes to reset, and time is not in abundance here. Hmm, I wanted to resolve this sneakily, but uh, seems like it's not an option because I cannot sneakily halt production for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Set a fire. Just a little one. Uh, well, 45 minutes worth of fire. No! <laughs> um, I feel like Clara cares about her craft, if nothing else. Um, and I'm not going to deliberately set a fire, I think. Um, I am going to message Shayna, maybe? Like, if you could find out what the next scene is and, like, keep an eye out for someone tampering that while I fix this. And then Clara will flag down Squiz. 
I know you're not supposed to like pull the director side. Definitely should have pulled a PA, but Claire doesn't know I'm 16. I pull, I pull Squiz aside and I say, uh, somebody did it again. What does this mean? Somebody is messing with your set, and if you roll before you let me fix it, people are going to die. Probably. Someone will get hurt. <sighs> Can you explain why all these problems keep happening? Why does this keep happening to me? Why I am being forced to suffer through this? Can you explain that? No. I am just the one who fixes it. And I finger gun him. I used to direct the finest actors of the Neptunian stage. Clara makes the face that's like the emoticon, like dot underscore dot. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I still am just the one who fixes it. Um, and she says, that's cool, sir. It's not cool. It's the beating heart of soul and culture in this galaxy. Uh, are we good for me to shoot fake shoot this guy? What's the what's the hold up? No, Leo, chill. Clara inches away from the director and is like, okay, you're a genius, sir. And walks by a PA and is like, you should help him, I think. And then goes to fixing the scene. Okay, Clara, you start fixing it up. So, Squiz having a bad time, Nebula having a bad time, Lady Laserheart having a bad time, uh, Block enjoying his meatball sub. <laughs> Sheena, where does that leave you? Yeah, so I do want to do what Eli said and check the next scene, but I also want to talk to the hair and makeup people and see if they have any information for me, because it seems like those are the people to go to for information. Sure, the final scene on your call sheet for the day is Interior Block's spaceship, the Galactic Cruiser. He'll be doing a wrap-up beat for the end of the episode. Is it stunty? Uh, it's not supposed to be, No. When you stroll into the hair and makeup tent, Lady Laserheart is getting her makeup touched up before the confrontation scene and yammering on about superfoods to the poor, poor hairstylist who is forced to attend to her curls while that happens to her. So she's there, so I can't, like, talk behind her back. Uh, I'll go into the room, be like, oh, haha, yeah, uh, chia seeds, aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'll, like, introduce myself to the... Uh, I guess, hairstylist and be like, hi, I'm Shayna. Um, how's the shoot been going for you? It's my first day, so I don't know anyone yet. Lady Laserheart heads behind a partition screen to get some wardrobe touch-ups, and the hairstylist pulls a hairpin from between her teeth and crushes it between her fingers. And she says, if I have to work with this lady ever again, I'm going to become a nurse like my dad told me to. <laughs> that bad, eh? There are plenty of health and wellness idiots in Hollyweird, but she's something else. And I'll say this, and you didn't hear it from me, when she's around with you one-on-one, -on -one, she can get a little bit, uh, intense. What do you mean? You need to make a roll to get gossip from this hairstylist. I think Sway or Consort would be appropriate, unless you want to, uh, command in order to threaten her. Doesn't seem like your speed, no, though. No, no, no. Nice. I will take some stress to be better at swaying. Five. On a five, I'm going to start a little suspicion clock here. This is the crew becoming suspicious, people knowing that you've been hired to deal with threats against the production. And we will fill in one segment of the six segment clock. She looks around and she goes, well, little nosy for a stunt driver, if you ask me, but 
she's very political right now. Political? I've worked with her in the past, and she wasn't always like this, but I was touching up her makeup yesterday, and she was looking at something on her holly, and then suddenly she went on this rant about the hegemony and how they're controlling people's lives and how there's no freedom anymore and sovereignty and closed cell organizing. It was really intense. I don't know. I think she's really been deep scrolling on that holly. Yeah, it's some parts of like space Twitter that'll do that to you. Yeah, she's definitely in the space Twitter funnel. <laughs> hey, that's, a little, that's not nice for you to have to deal with at work. Geez, not professional. It's not professional. And honestly, I just hope she's doing okay. I mean, it's like you take one vitamin seminar and one thing leads to another. And all of a sudden you think there's like shadow slugs controlling the government, which like they are, but like we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> I hope that's the finale. Is this <laughs> it was Yerks the whole time, you fools. So is she, do you know, having trouble getting along with people on set? Well, she's not really a fan of Block. I mean, if you ask me, she treats him like trash. They reunited after Crabgate, and I think it was good for them for a while, but there were just different people at that point, you know? I mean, Block seems like he's, like, super chill these days. He is. I think the anti-anxiety meds are doing wonders for him. He's very relaxed. So, yeah, I think things are going good for him for the most part. Well, yeah. I mean, he's pretty pretty set. He, he doesn't even have to do this as far as I know. Well, it's kind of sad. I don't think he has a ton of opportunities. He kind of cemented the Block Rubat character and it's like, he can't really get out of it now. What's he gonna do? Shakespeare on the Neptunian stage? <laughs> so we know that people are not happy with Lady Laserheart, but the, the letters were threatening, were, were like protecting Block? Yeah, those letters really spoke of a fixation regarding Block. Has Lady Laserheart, like, being so unprofessional, do you know if she's, um, like, gotten on anybody's nerves particularly? Oh, she's definitely pissed off Nebby. I mean, that makes sense. It's always the producer. Squares likes her well enough because she has a theater background and she can pretend to understand whatever he's talking about, but she can't pull that crap with Nebula. Okay. Ah. Uh, must be tough for both of them, for the star not to be getting along with the producer. Well, I hope your day gets better. Thanks. I'm going to get really drunk after this. Do you want to hang out? There's nowhere to go around here, so we're just going to get drunk in the middle of the field of sound. <laughs> that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Let's... Okay, yeah. See you there. It's time to get started on the Oasis confrontation scene. So the cameras get into place, a bunch of film words happen. If we can just all say a bunch of film set words and we'll kind of just montage them. Thank you, Five. Uh, I need a C-47. Second sticks. Speeding. Great. All those things happen. The lights get set up. The sun is setting. So long, spooky shadows are stretched between the pillars of this temple set. The crew does a little walkthrough before the shoot begins. So Leo, you are positioned behind this low bunker wall in the rear of the temple. You've got Lady Laserheart tied on the ground behind you. She's struggling and attempting to scream through a gag in her mouth as Block enters the temple. The bandit leader, who has perfected his sneer on the Neptunian stage, is glaring down at Block as you flank him menacingly. Block approaches, he raises his blaster up, and the scene stops so the cameras can reset. Lady Laserheart gets the gag out of her mouth and she says, How did that one go? Did you like the squirming on that one? Asking me? Yeah, well, you're the only one around. 
Uh, yeah, it was fine. So you think I should keep doing it? Uh, I don't know. It's not really my call. Okay, um, your shoulders look a bit tense. I have something in my bag if you want to try it out. Uh, what's that? Oh, I think we're going for one and I put the gag over <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Clara, you have reset these sandstone blocks with the help of the crew so that everything will fall correctly. Block is ready to do his mad dash through the temple. He's supposed to shove Leo into a pile of rubble to get to Lady Laserheart. Clara, you need to make a rig roll, and Leo is going to make a scramble roll to try to sell this stuff as well as the both of you possibly can. Just for the record, November does not like the fact that Leo's getting like knocked into shit for like a film set. Because he does that enough in real life. I got a six. I got a four. And I would, I really got to look up, do this, the numbers on my rolls in this entire thing. I feel like I have something like a 98% success rate or something. I think I failed like one check. Yeah, it's getting to a point where I no longer really feel the need to no. ask to do anything. <laughs> The camera pans through the shadowy temple as Block darts left and right fast as Brendan Fraser lightning, piles of sandstone blocks crashing down on either side of him. He ducks around, weaves and bobs, and then grabs Leo by the shoulders and knocks him away. Leo, you land perfectly in the pre-designated air mattress a few feet away on the ground. Block leans down and scoops up Lady Laserheart, but a stray little chip of sandstone flings past and smacks her on the forehead. She screams. Oh, God. Squiz yells, cut, and everyone stops. The lights come up. Lady Laserheart says, can I please have a word with whoever set up this stunt? What? I was just pelted with debris. Do you see this? I think this is going to bruise. She squeezes her forehead at you threateningly. I actually think I saw in your catalog that you have a product that can totally help with that. It's true I carry a remarkable anti-bruise serum. I did do a sponsored post about it earlier today. You must have seen. You know, I could actually do... If you get bruises on a film set just like me... You know what? That's besides the point. It's my job to decide when and how I want to get bruised. I don't know how to deal with this lady at all. Claire's like twitching my... Squiz, what are we keeping this kid around here for? The hovercraft broke earlier, and now this. Obviously, she's not capable of getting the job done, and we are on a tight timeline today. Are they, are they talking about you? Yeah. Would uh, Clara lose her patience? All right, hey. Hey, now, okay? We're all doing our best here. It's not her fault, all right? There's a lot of moving cogs here, all right? Oh, and now the bit part has something to say, is that right? Yeah, I got something to say now. Thanks, Leo. Uh, this is unbelievable. I'm not getting paid enough for this. Until everyone is ready to take this seriously, I will be in my trailer, and can I please get a medic to my trailer for my forehead bruise? You can't medic a bruise. Yes, you can. Shut up. She swishes away in a cloud of fabric. Block looks over at you two, Leo and Clara, scratching his head. He says... I'm sorry, guys. I don't think the heat agrees with her very much. She always liked this? Believe it or not, she's been worse. Clara pats him on the shoulder and is like, you deserve an Oscar, bud. I had no idea. Uh, to the stars, whatever Black Rubat says, I say to him. Yep, to the stars. Yep, that's that's me. <laughs> Do you want a picture or something? <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I'm a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clara takes one of you two anyway. <laughs> like an unwilling photo of Leah looking in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. 
<laughs> Are you following Lady Laserheart to her trailer, November? I sure am. I want to get this lady checked out. <laughs> lady Laserheart has barged into her trailer and left the door open for you to follow her. Inside, you can see that it's quite dark, except for the glow of a surprising number of holly screens and monitors, all clustered at one end. It even looks like she has a rig to boost her signal out here. From the couch where she's reclining, she watches you staring at it, and she shrugs and says, Well, I can't be anywhere without my fans. They depend on me. Uh, as, as you medic, I have to, you know, just, just caution you on the long-term effects of uh, this much screen time. I know, but I have these really great eye drops that are made from pulverized newt. So let me tell you about the newt. Basically, she can talk. I'm going to I'm I'm going to futz. Yeah, she reclines on her sofa and lets you like what rub green polysporin and put a bandit on her forehead. No, I do want to like I would like to identify if there's like more going on here. Okay, how do you want to do that? Maybe I'm just I'm just asking her like you know tell like what what other products do you use like where do you use them like are you good <laughs> are these products harming you? Why don't you make a, a doctor roll? That's something you can do, right? Well, let's push myself for that extra dice. Oh man, well that's a four. Lady Laserheart rattles off a list of ointments and unguents and creams and pills that she's taking, but the one that catches your ear and gives you reason to pause, November, is an extract of frella flower root, which she's been taking to treat the headaches she's been having recently. You know that this plant can lead to increased irritability, anxiety, even paranoia sometimes. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think um, just kind of like you know, crouch, crouch down. I get on her level. Uh huh. <laughs> I say like, I, uh, I'm just, I'm just wondering, are you, are you feeling like particularly like anxious about anything? Like you could tell me, cause, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell anyone. Well, yeah, I know you have to keep it a secret because of the hippopotamus law. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, it's no secret that I've been having a really hard time on this production, and I just feel like my contributions are undervalued. I was really excited to work with Squiz again. You know, we met on the Neptunian stage a few years ago, and I thought he really saw something in me. So I heard he was going to direct a few episodes this season. I got really excited, but it's just not going the way I want it to. I can tell he's upset. I'm upset. And Nebula is such a fucking bitch about everything. And and then there's Block. Yeah, are you two having problems? No, despite what the paparazzi say, we're not having anything anymore. If you know what I mean. Like, not, we're not I, any, yeah. I do, yeah, thank you. <laughs> do you know he shot me? Yes. It was really traumatic, and I thought I had put it behind me. I was really excited to start a new chapter with him. He said that's what he wanted. We loved each other, but... After a while, I realized that he really changed and I started to feel really lonely. And that's when I really found this great online wellness community that's been so supportive and really guided me and helped transform me and my my womanhood and my goddesshood as like a woman mother goddess. So that's been really helpful. But I don't know. I It just doesn't feel like enough. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds uh, really challenging, and I'm I'm very happy that you found like a support system because your mental health is quite important. Do I have anything I can give her to like calm her down like a little bit? Uh, how calm do you want her? <laughs> I'm not trying to like chaos her. Um, I know I've done that in the past. Um, that was different. <laughs> do you want to give her some good shit? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a thing I can have. Give her some weed. It's no longer weed legal in the future. <laughs> yeah, it looped all the way back around. They re-criminalize it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the 2580 weed wars where we re-criminalized it after so many years. Yeah, people okay. fought and died to make it criminal again. <laughs> Some really uncool people laid down their lives. <laughs> 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 yes, no, I love that. I think you'll need to convince her that the unmarked baggie you're carrying around is going to be good for her. She really takes seriously what she puts in her body kind of thing. Okay. I think I'd ask for sway here. Okay. I only have like one sway, so. Do you want to push yourself, take a devil's bargain? Oh, no, I'll just, I'm going to push myself to use my doctor rating. Duh. That's the thing I can do. That's the thing I can do all the time. It's my that's my main move, baby. It's true. All right. Okay, that is a six. And I just I'm like like this. This is like a little little secret trick that you know, like was passed on to me. If you're if you're feeling like really agitated and you can't really put your finger on why and everything's just like making you mad, um, yeah, you can just you can just like take it a little bit. It's it's all natural. Um, and you know, it just it'll just zen you right out. Like you can still you can still like perform an act. Like you're not gonna fall asleep. It's not drowsy, um, but it just it really takes the edge off. What kind of macronutrients does it offer? Just say all of them. Um, <laughs> it's got it's got a lot of like um, like mushroom extract in it. It's like yeah, really really nice. Like first thing in the morning. But you can take it any time of day. It does last for like six hours, and I don't recommend operating heavy machinery during that time. Oh, I think I'm too rich to do that. Great. Then it's not an issue. Just as a doctor, I do have to tell you that. Well, thank you. Can you get me my water bottle, please? It's just on the dresser there. Yeah. November, when you grab her water bottle, you see that in the corner of the trailer, there's a really large uh, wardrobe parked there and it has a, a heavy duty serious padlock on it it's definitely not standard issue for these trailers mm-hmm. you bring her her water bottle and she seems a lot calmer and more relaxed now she smiles up at you and says i think i am just gonna rest in here for a little bit until they can reset the shot and thank you it's so nice to have someone who can actually listen to me and hear what i'm saying and connect with me on that spiritual level are you a pisces Yes. Have you ever considered art therapy? Good segue. (laughs) Do you know what? I actually am a creative type. I'm a rising creative warrior. Do you have a card? There's a certain space station that might be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know about an all inclusive resort. Yeah, yeah. Hannah has Um, a second life as like. (laughs) Oh. I hope the mendicants give her that. Yeah, that's if if you get the good ending, I'll allow you to turn Hannah into an art therapy retreat. Okay. <laughs> Back 
back at the set, Nebula has gotten word of Lady Laserheart throwing a fit. She's stomping around this temple set so hard she kicks a piece of rubble and you can hear it hit her toe hard and she just grits her teeth and doesn't allow a single sound to escape. It's like that scene in Lord of the Rings where he kicks the thing and breaks his foot. Yeah, she's the Vigo of this production. She wheels around on Squiz and she says, Is it too much to ask for you to be able to keep the principal actors under control when you're directing them in a scene? Squiz points at you, Clara, and he says, well, there was an issue with the mechanics. And Nebula turns back to you and she says, I thought we talked about this. And they just start blowing up at each other again. This production is an absolute disaster. Block is starting to blink back tears a few feet away. He's reaching in his pockets looking for a kind bar. Oh, I want to fight someone, but I don't want to stress out Block Grubat. Just go give Block a hug. Be like, it's okay, buddy. There's like... This is a fucking shit show and walks away to show <laughs> to show Block what Jeeves can do. Uh, like he's like a toddler? Well, I don't nobody's seen Urtech really. Oh, okay, so that's true, it's that's like true, that's true. A fun thing for me to show people I like. Well, if that doesn't work, you can just jingle your keys. <laughs> <laughs> Jeeves slips out of your pat, Clara, and hovers in the air with a rousing. <laughs> And he, you know, uh, goes into Jeeves Entertainment Mode Alpha. Block says, do you have games on him? <laughs> I actually do, but they're not, um, like, good. Yeah, it's got Fortnite. <laughs> so not good games. <laughs> it, it has uh, Clara programmed in the Nokia Snake. I mean, that's a great game. Yeah, Jeeves can run Doom. <laughs> yeah. Block starts playing this game. It seems to cheer him up a little bit. He says, yeah, sorry again for the way Lady Laserheart's being. I think she just got a bit of a sand stick up her butt today. Are they married? Yes. And that's like known, right? Yeah, they're a power couple. I mean, Clara's not very uh, like sway, but maybe this is a good opportunity to learn some things. And what would you like to learn? Math? How to love? No, Clara's good at math and fuck love. We know that Lady Laserheart's kind of like becoming a Trump supporter, but we don't really know how that ties in. <laughs> how it ties into like theoretically her being involved in the conspiracy that's afoot. I mean, we need to like break into the thingy in her trailer. Is November in the group chat? Oh, yeah. There's a thingy. I send her out. <laughs> There's like a weird thing in her trailer. So while this scene is shooting, maybe I can investigate. Please do not let her get hurt again. I, I ask him just like, hey, so as you know, I'm the one fixing all of this weird stuff on set. Um, do you know anyone else who anyone at all who might be interested in doing that to you? I've had a long career and people try to kill me all the time. <laughs> no, that's not what he says. Um, <laughs> I've had a long career. It's it's not so unusual from time to time. You get a crazy fan or two. It's something you just have to get used to when you reach a certain level of notoriety, I guess. I didn't think there were anything so out of the ordinary. It's There's always some nutcase who wants to sniff your gym socks or whatever. Ugh. Yeah. These, um, from my knowledge, these like things that are happening on set, are they kind of clearly for block? No. Like, they could be for Lady Laserheart, right? Yeah, I mean, The Rock did hit Lady Laserheart. I think both incidents could have been meant for either of them. 
Okay. Um, what about just, you know, out of curiosity to figure out what's going on, your wife? What about her? Do you feel like there's anyone particular on this set that she might have uh, peeved enough? I don't know that there'd be anyone on set in particular, but now that you mention it, this is the first time we have been on set together in a few years. She took a break from Block, and she only came back because Nebula asked her and Squiz was on board. Maybe someone's not happy that she's back around and we're shooting together. I text that to the group chat. And then I continue to uh, play with Jeeves and Block Group at. Okay, Squiz is on the verge of tears. No, scratch that. Squiz is crying, openly crying, <laughs> tears rolling down his face as he addresses the crew. He says, I, I love all of you. This is going great. However, we are going to move ahead to the final scene of the day. And if we do not shoot it correctly in one take, I am going to blow up this planet. Are there any questions about anything I've said to you? Do you have enough explosives for that? <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> okay, bye. A any other questions? Anyone else who wants to get fired? Anyone feeling lucky? <laughs> What's the deal that we have for, with this production? It's like to keep it safe or something? Yeah, we're the secret security. That was a random. That was like a, that was a PA. That wasn't Shana. <laughs> okay, okay. Good save, good save. <laughs> uh, before we start, can I check all of the technical stuff on set? I wish you would. Great. And she goes to do that. I'm just going to yeah, post up. I, I'm not in it, so I'm just going to like chill and try and see if I see anything suspicious. Because this last scene is set on the interior of the SS Galactic Cruiser and it's the closing beat of the episode, none of you are specifically called to set. Obviously the medic and the mechanic should be around, but you don't have a specific stunt to watch out for because it's just him chatting about the day's events on the bridge. Mm -hmm. This massive spaceship set is built open from the back, so you're looking ahead towards the front of the bridge and they start taping their marks and running through it with Squiz, who is still just crying. Clara, if you do want to do a sweep around, can you make a steady roll here? Should I push myself? This feels important. I'm going to push myself. I also have three gambits. I'm going to use a gambit. Oh, fail. Okay. <laughs> the planet blows up. <laughs> Clara, you're doing a routine pass when you hear a strange little snapping noise coming from somewhere below the set, it seems, down where the supports are built and where all of the cabling runs. You head down the stairs off the bridge set, trying to follow the source of the sound, and you dig through a couple of heavy piles of coiled cables when you see something shining deep underneath the set, a, a little blinking red light, and then you feel a heavy blow to the back of your head, ah! and everything goes dark. Was that a bomb? <laughs> hard to tell. You failed so hard. I failed so hard. Yeah. Guess Clara's gonna take that nap. Okay, well, uh, knowing that Clara's going to go investigate this thing, group chat, where you at? No reply, no reply. Delivered, no reply, but not open. No reply. Yo, why Clara acting sus, guys? <laughs> Side eye Yo, emoji. Yo, Clara is sussy, emoji. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Clara is good at um, replying, so maybe it is weird that she's not. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm trying to just get like a vantage from some distance away. Almost when like when we were in the city before and I was like trying to get a good survey of what's happening at a distance that maybe it's like someone who is doing something nefarious. It, it basically like somewhere that if someone is trying to be conspicuous that maybe um, that, that I would uh, be able to see them but them not see me. Okay, Leo, you head up into the lighting grid. There's this surly, wrinkly, old lighting operator power chain smoking up here. What's his name? Uh, we already had Garugula, which is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So <laughs> this guy's name is Smetus. Smetus. That sounds mm, That's a little close to a word I don't like. Yeah. Okay, I'll roll these dice again. His name is Barold, like Harold, but with a B. Hey, I like your grizzled Anderson Cooper-like look. It's very akin to mine. Wow, uh, how did you know I asked my barber for the Anderson Cooper last week? You you got keen eyes. Uh, I, I give him a nod. Uh, wait, I don't. I think I've said I don't smoke, so I I I, I give him a nod, see a cigarette, and give him a slight. I don't condone that, nor do I condone anyone listening to me right now to partake in what you're doing. Yeah, this and guy could I, have had it all. He could have been the, the new NPC on the ship, but he threw it all away for one quick pop. Really makes you think, kids. Uh, and then I watch. Okay, so Leo's watching the set and Clara's offset. What about the other two? Thinking about talking to Nebby, but I feel she will not be receptive to me. Bring me. <laughs> I will bring November. I help. Sure, Nebby is sitting in her trailer with a space bourbon pouring over a fat stack of documents when the two of you knock on the door and head inside. She says, This better be important. I'm a very high-powered businesswoman, as you can tell. I can, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm wondering how your crew is getting along. We're trying to figure out if there's a saboteur in your, in your employ. Well, I've hired you to do just that. We're just talking to people on set, seeing how everyone's getting along, if anybody's acting off. I've had to turn all my attention to these issues with the mechanical stunts. I mean, no offense, but I don't have the highest opinion of your girl Carla right now. Uh, sorry, do you um, have like a, like a crew list of anyone who might have been like working in the rigging department? Yes, I've got the complete list right here. I was told that everyone had been vetted. Nebula slides you a complete crew list. It has names you recognize like Garugala, like Barold, like the unnamed hairstylist. Thank God I didn't have to name her. Name her now. Her name is... What other leafy vegetables are there? Romaine. Her name is Romania. She is named the country Romania. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, well, like... Like, who's on the call sheet for, like, setting up the rigging for, you know, like, what, where's, like, the overlap in the schedule? Um, because, like, our girl Clara uh, has been working hard to, like, fix these things, which were, you know, clearly set up ahead of time to fail. Do you want to make a study roll about this document? Can I give you a, a, a help? Uh, yeah, I will also... Um, push myself to roll my doctor rating. 
And we're rolling doctor plus one. Four. Okay, here's what's up. It's the final shot of the night. You've been trying to get in touch with all of the crew members, figure out the lay of the land here on set. You look at the list of the crew and their schedules and start narrowing it down, eliminating to the people who would have had the free time to pull this off. There's a lot of information here to cross-reference. I think that you will succeed, but once you do, you will not have very much time left. So let's cut back to Clara, Carla, Kathy. It's happening to me now. I did it to Jory in season one. (laughs) Clara, you come too, realizing that your arms have been bound behind you. You've been tied to a pole. Yeah, a wooden pole, a support pole in one of the crew tents here on the set. The desert sunset is flooding in through a flap in the tent, blinding you, and you turn your throbbing head aside, trying to get a sense of where you are. You hear someone rubbaging on a table in the far end of this desk. They turn back to you and say, Oh god, hold on, okay, let me hit you again. Who is it though? It's Romania, the hairstylist. <laughs> it's not the producer! But she was Are you glad you named bitch. her now? I'm glad I named her this. <laughs> Claire says, uh, Wait, no, don't! We can be cool about this. I already saw your face, so let's now you be have cool. To kill me. Yeah, you actually are giving me more reasons to kill you. (laughs) I can be cool about it too. I'm not invested. I just don't want to get knocked out again. Nothing you say matters anyway. Even if you sprinted out of here as fast as your little legs could carry you, you wouldn't make it back to set in time to stop anything. I'm not trying to. Just, I just want to know why. And then I'll leave you alone. You want to know why? (laughs) You want to know what would drive a hairstylist to commit acts of film set terrorism? Yeah. I'll tell you why. It's all because of that godforsaken Lady Laserheart. She ruined Block's life. She ruined his career. She's an anti-government conspiracy theorist. And these stupid eyelash pills she gave me caused all my hair to fall out. She snatches her blonde hair off her head. This is a wag. Do, do flower petals fall out? Yeah, she sasha velours all over it in the in the crew <laughs> tent, which is a bit of a faux pas, but it's her big dramatic monologue, so we'll let her go. Okay, thank you. I'm going to make her pay the only way I can, by taking away the one thing she loves. Block? Yeah, block, block, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean... Hey, I'm on board with you, fuck that chick, but I don't think Block really did anything. He's an innocent sacrifice, and I'm putting him out of his misery. He doesn't want to be here. Plus, the show's kind of been going downhill for the last few seasons. What if you just, like, put her back in a coma? I know the doctor. I mean, that's cool, but it's too late for that now. The device is already set, and you want to know the best part? I guess... I've set up everything perfectly so she'll take the fall and she'll wind up in prison for a hundred years or whatever. Whoa. Anyway, I've got an illegal jet to catch. Can you hold still while I knock you out again? I wish you wouldn't. If she goes for it, can I? I guess I can't avoid. I'm fucking tied up. (laughs) Well, uh, how would you want to escape? I mean, you have two robots if they're around. Uh, 
Uh, Quincy's definitely not around, but Jeeves might be. Jeeves is off playing with Block, just like, do you have a Jeeves call, a Jeeves whistle? Do you have a Find My Clara app on Jeeves? <laughs> Maybe not a bad I, yeah, idea. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I did not think Jeeves would be with me. I thought Jeeves would have been on set. But would Jeeves, like, follow you and be like, yeah, that's what oh, I maybe he would follow me. That's true. I thought yeah, that Jeeves right. would rescue you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Clara, you wince and duck your head as Romania raises a curling iron in her hand, a crazed look in her eye. Suddenly, she yelps, losing her footing, and she tumbles backward as Jeeves rolls into the tent and just rams himself straight into her ankle. <laughs> the curling iron goes flying, its expensive ionization technology ruined forever by sand grit. <laughs> as Jeeves races around behind you and from a little precision laser on top of his head, blasts the ropes tying you to the tent pole. Yay! He goes... <laughs> Claire says, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I messed up, but you always got my back. <laughs> they run? They run. Drop a pic <laughs> or something in the group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drop, I drop a pic of Romania on the ground and just Exposing like... Exposing <laughs> her as bald. <laughs> a bunch of the red exclamation mark emojis. Leo on set in the middle of Block's monologue, all of the lights power down at once. Barold goes, uh, what the hell? And starts opening up the panel of the light closest to him, checking the cabling, and you hear out of the faintest edge of your hearing a little rhythmic crunching sound. Can I identify what that is from my uh, military background? Oh, that's interesting. I'll take a study roll. I'll use a gambit too. Sure. And wait, can I also stress if I do a gambit? Yes, you can. Okay. Here we go. Oof, I got four. Okay, can you identify it based on your military background? I would say you're no fool. You know that something ticking when there's no power supplying to the set is definitely not good. Uh, the real question is being able to recognize and find it, and it took Clara even a few minutes to track it down. So I think you know that there's something up and you know the general direction, but you're still going to have to pinpoint the precise location. Hmm. Uh, I still have to spring to action. I guess I'll try and find the actual device because, I mean, if it's dark, the only thing I can really go by is this this sound. Though I imagine that there's some lots of noise pollution from, you know, people being like, why are the lights out? Yeah, I think you drop down all cool like from the lighting rig down into the center of the set, ruining the shot of Block monologuing. He says... Oh, is everything all right there? Out of the way. Squiz is screaming and tearing out his hair as he ruined the last shot of the day by vaulting over the railing on the stairs down to the bottom supports of the set. Meanwhile, November and Shayna, you've got a beautiful spread of documents in front of you, all highlighted and annotated. And just as you're circling the name Romania, your phone goes off and you see a picture of Romania passed out and bald in a tent. <laughs> it was the hairstylist to Nebby. Oh my god. Is she bald? <laughs> That's not the takeaway. Let's go. You two storm out of Nebula's trailer toward the set where you see Leo jumping down from the catwalk. The ticking sound is getting louder and more rapid. Behind you, a few hundred meters away, you can see Clara in the distance staggering out of her tent, rubbing her eyes, Jeeves rolling behind her. She's moving as fast as she can, but it's clear it's going to take her a minute to get her bearings and make it to the set. Uh, Leo shouts, 
Yeah, everyone get out of here! Can you roll command? Your breath smells like chocolate. Says Squiz. <laughs> Two fives. Everyone leaves except Block. No! As everyone starts panicking and fleeing, he turns to you with his jaw set and says, I'm gonna help. What do we need to do? Do I like that? You protect that man with your life. Well, I, I, I birthed Block Grubat from my brain. Of course I'm gonna protect him. <laughs> Block, my, my nephew really looks up to you and I can see why. You hear that? Yeah. We gotta find it, we gotta stop it. Simple as that. You two start fanning out around the bottom of the set, trying to trace the noise. Block shoes away a couple of cowering PAs. Shayna and November, as you run up to the set, Squiz is running toward you, tears streaming from his eyes. He says, This is the worst day of my entire career. Sorry about that. Um, we figured out who was ruining your day. It was Romania. Who's that? The hairstylist. What's her problem? I don't actually know. I just have this this picture of her. She's bald? It's not the takeaway. I'm going to tell Nebula I quit and take the first jet off this planet. Shayna, can you slap him across the face, please? I slap him across the face and I say, pull yourself together, man. <sighs> My God, you're right. Yes! I know you've got that, um, you've got that Neptunian training in you. Come on, pull it together. Go clear the set and we will resume shooting when it is safe to do so. Gentle pat on the shoulder. Bye. Godspeed. I guess I'll go help uh, Leo. You finally reach Leo and see Block scramble over a huge pile of cabling. He says... It's going down from 28. I don't think that that's very good. Yeah. 28 seconds or minutes? Oh, oh, seconds. Uh, I rush over. I text a pic to Clara. What? Don't put this on me. Yeah, I put it on her. Clara staggering through the sand. You can see the blob of the spaceship set in the distance and you get a ping on the group chat. It's a blurry picture of the bomb and it has Leo's bitmoji being like. <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain that. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's like shrug. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a blurry shot of the bomb. Okay. Um, I guess I'll do my best. Okay. What is uh the roll for this? This would be a rig roll, I think. Okay. You're going to make a rig roll, and then I guess tell them how to disable it from a distance. They are the bomb defusal robots, and you are the bomb tech. Okay. Do we have gambits left? Yeah, we definitely do. Maybe we have one left. One. I think this is the time. I will use my two study plus spend a gambit, and then I will also push myself for four dice. Okay. Don't fuck it up. Clara, you stop moving, your feet sinking into the sand, swaying unsteadily as the sun sets on the desert planet of Shemaya and the temperature starts to cool the sweat that's beating on your skin. You've been knocked out, saved, attacked, running around, you're sweating, you're crying, and you just take a deep breath in through your nose, snap your eyes open, and smash Leo's contact button on the holly. What do you tell him? 
swap the input, the positive input on the red wire and the green wire, and then cut the blue one. Uh, I try to do it. Yeah, it's it's one of those kids DIY bombs, so it's pretty easy to do. <laughs> it's uh, there's an emphasis on the I and IED. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's very dry, very sophisticated. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Jory's confused. Uh, the I and IED stands for improvised explosive device. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. thought it was an Apple product. <laughs> the, the I E D. Undergrade I capital E D. <laughs> That's very good. That's they need good. to stop making those. <laughs> Leo, you wrench out these wires, swapping that input. We're down to five seconds. Four. You reach for the box knife on your hip, but with your other hand, you're also trying to listen to Clara on the phone and keeping an eye on the clock, counting down. Three, two, and then a hand darts in beside you and deftly slices the blue wire. You turn to see Block Grubat flashing you a slightly cocky grin that's reminiscent of the older, more classic Block, and he says, I hope you don't mind me cutting in. I love him. I love him. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I uh, flash back to watching with my nephew uh, on our small TV when I'm perhaps in my latest 20s. Uh, and he's laughing and giggling, enjoying the show so much. And in that episode, uh, episode 326, that's exactly what Bach did in this exact situation. And see, he, his, his, the image of him in this moment flashes for, you know, a brief few frames as if as if overlapping with this this memory that I have of a life gone by. Um, and I just say. That was pretty fucking cool. He smiles at you sweetly. I kiss him. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of kissing energy here. Aww. You said that it's more, there's more fucking this season, so I just, <laughs> I just, you know, I, I just, I assume that that applies to his life in general, well, so. Well, we only have time for a kiss. Well, we just defused a bomb. We have all the time in the world. <laughs> we fade to black as November and Shayna arrive at the set and modestly avert their gazes. <laughs> The next morning, things are a little somber on the set of Block. November, you bring Squiz and Nebula to Lady Laserheart's trailer, where you find the explosive control console locked up in the wardrobe that Romania had claimed was for Lady Laserheart's delicate costume pieces. Lady Laserheart herself decides she's had enough, and she ends her contract and her place in the season, forcing Squiz and Nebula to awkwardly splice together some B-roll to create a storyline where she returns to her home planet for some self-care. <laughs> Block himself feels really reinvigorated. No one ultimately got hurt too bad, save for Garugula's concussion, and he's excited to resume shooting. Maybe there's a little bit of that classic Block swagger that had been missing before. Maybe the ratings will pick back up on this hotly anticipated holodrama. Nebby is largely grateful for your assistance during these tumultuous days, and while she doesn't approve of all of your methods, she's glad that you got the job done. She pays you your eight credits, and she even throws in a complete box set of Block on DVD. DVD? And Block Robot says hello to my brother on sister on video. On cameo, on cameo yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get a cameo. With their pockets a little heavier, I think the crew of the Houndstooth are ready to start making plans to visit Dr. Shakespeare on Warren. They load up Jeeves, Quincy, Ox, who was 
just doing like extra work the entire time. She's the one that has all the fangirl pictures with all the stars. She had the best vacation ever. Good. Aw. She deserves it. Yeah. But yeah, she works really hard for you guys. She makes everyone a delicious batch of sand soup that you all enjoy as you race off to a new adventure and another part of Procyon Sector. Thank you for listening to another episode of Many Realms Houndstooth. If you are a little bit confused by anything you heard today, you should visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash many realms, and check out our bonus episode, The Adventures of Captain Block Grubat. It's well worth a couple of coins from your pocket, and that same cred will keep us flying for another day. Speaking of which, we'll be back in two more weeks with another installment. See you then.